Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In 1970, just off the coast of Martha's Vineyard, Lithuanian sailor and would-be defector Simas Kudirka jumped off a Soviet vessel aboard a U.S. Coast Guard cutter asking for asylum. His leap for freedom set off a chaotic series of events leading to one of the biggest political crises of the, of the Cold War. I, I think that's safe to say. It really became something that was uh, of, of dire consequence to uh, both the United States and to the Soviet Union. The film is called The Jump, and we're joined today by the director and producer of The Jump, and that would be Getra Shishkita. Getra, yes. welcome to Film School Radio. Uh, thank you for invitation. You're Lithuanian. Yes. Was this something as of a big of a story during this period of time as it, it appears to be have been in the United States? Was this was this a, a huge story at the time it happened? Uh, do you mean in Lithuania? Yeah, in Lithuania. Uh, no, uh, I mean, in 1970s, when Simas jumped, uh, of course, I couldn't find any single uh, sentence in the press, because for the obvious reason, the Soviet government uh, was hiding, was trying to hide uh, the story, and they were not writing about that, because they uh, were pretending that nobody wants to leave this beautiful country, and uh, and uh, of course, we didn't want to inspire others to do the same. So, of course, in the Soviet propaganda media, you couldn't find uh, any reflection on this event. But still, of course, the story went uh, in a kind of rumors from lips to lips of the people involved in the incident because sailors came back home, they told their friends, their families, and that's how. You know, the story, something true, something not true, it just was uh, living its own life, like in people, you know, like small talks. Well, how did it, did it eventually, I mean, when did it, first of all, when did it come to your attention then? Um... To tell the truth, actually, I heard about Sima's story when I was myself in Los Angeles. I was here with my, another, presenting my previous movie. One Lithuanian American, actually, he's also his film producer. Where he's uh, uh, he came uh, from Lithuania and he's living in Los Angeles right now. Maris Vilunas, after the screening, he told me, he asked me, Have you heard about a man who jumped from ship to ship for freedom? And this just mesmerized me because. Uh, I just, I just heard only this sentence, but it looked, I mean, it was so, it looked so symbolic. So, such a, such a interesting act. And that's how I started little, I was working then on my another movie. So little by little, I started investigating the story. And the more I was investigating, uh, the more, the more surprises revealed, you know, it was like a surprise box. You open one box, you find another box. When you open another box, you find another box. And that was one of the biggest challenges, of course, in creating this movie, uh, how to navigate between all these twists, surprises, characters, information, and most importantly, context. Because I still wanted to tell the story internationally. And uh, coming from Lithuania, from such a small country, <laughs> and 
with such a complicated history, you know, even for Lupin and Tiang, uh, young Lupin and young generation, sometimes we are lost, like, okay, the war ended, but uh, somebody liberated us, but actually it meant occupation, it was not liberation, it was so, <laughs> everything <laughs> complicated, so, so even for international audience, it could be, and, and I had this challenge how to make a film, a human story, not a history lesson, but at the same time that the one who is watching it, and at least I hope they understood what was Simas running away from, what was jumping he away from. Well, you're very fortunate in that regard because Simas is a, a wonderful subject. And so I'm curious from the point of when you heard the story from that uh, member of the audience who told you about it, what was your first step towards either reaching out to Seamus or how did that process move forward when you when you realized this could be a, a, a good subject for a, for a film? Uh, so I just called him. I got his phone number. I called him and I visited him. And I remember it was, it was a summertime. It was July. And I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, 2014, but long time ago. I came there with my son because it was a nice summer day and it was a weekend. And uh, we met with Simas and, and started building our relationship because in documentaries, it's all about relationship between you and character. And at that time when I met Simas, little did we could imagine that we will travel across America, that we will go on the same ship, that we will go on such a big adventure making this movie. In fact, at that time, he he was taking care about his wife, and his wife was very sick, and he hardly could go to the nearest shop. He didn't want to leave her alone, and everything was very closed in his in his house. So, I was really wondering how I will make this film, and I was uh, I had like many different scenarios, but time is the best uh, partner in documentary movies, and also by spending much time with my character, I. I, I think I also gained his trust. He saw our crew motivation, our devotion for this film. And he really granted us and you know, being in almost 90, going on all these travels, it was really very something special. At the same time, I think it was special. I hope it was also special for him. I think it was like a therapy for him to relive his life. I could see that in the film, absolutely. Well, let's go back to the origin story of the jump, which is Seamus's uh, decision on that fateful day in 1970. I believe it was right around Thanksgiving. Do I have that correct? Uh, yeah, that's very interesting. So we're it's coming up on the anniversary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're coming up on the anniversary, literally the 50 year anniversary of him doing this, which exactly. is interesting. Um, and so here is this Soviet uh, trawler. It was a fishing trawler, I believe, right? Yes, right. Off the coast of Massachusetts. And there was discussions uh, going on between the United States and the Soviet Union about fishing rights, fishing their ability of the of the Soviets to fish in what they what I think the US considered our our territorial waters. So this these these were this was the backdrop. Is that, do I have that correct? Yes, you have the correct and uh... And to tell the truth, it's important to note that was the very first meeting, that kind. And at that time, during the Cold War, it, you know that uh, uh, delegations from 
two opposite countries from two superpowers are meeting like that. It was something really very special. Yes. That's why each party was looking at each other like aliens, like strangers, like somebody from another world. And and that's also so fascinating thing, how the world was divided back then, how we were like on a totally different right. <laughs> side of the planet. Yeah. Well, I think it's safe to say if you were gonna going to discuss the height of the Cold War, this yes. would be about the time that you would be talking about it. Richard Nixon was president. There was an awful lot of discussion going back and forth about treaties on uh, ballistic missiles, in, intercontinental ballistic missiles between how many the, the Soviets had and how many the U.S. had. There were thousands and thousands of nuclear weapons on both sides. A lot of tension between these two countries. And so... Yeah, that, and I think it's also important to say that at that time still... Uh, United States never recognized the occupation of the Baltic country. Okay. And actually our embassy, like in exile, it still existed in Amer in United States. And actually what we, uh, what the Coast Guard uh, should have done if they knew that we had more knowledge, we just needed to call Lithuanian diplomats that were you know, in the United States when they had this refugee and they solved this issue in, in, in diplomatic ways. So that's also in like an interesting, uh, yeah. That's, that's a wow. That's an amazing part of yeah. the story. Wow, I didn't. Many know. things are happening just because of the lack of uh, knowledge. Yeah, well, like, you, like you've seen in the film also. Yeah. Like yes. yeah, as, you, as you see in the film, this uh, naval captain, uh, Utis, Utis, uh, yeah. Captain Utis. He was following order by that was given by Admiral Ellis. He had to follow as an officer. Right. Well, it happened on a Friday afternoon. And at the time they, they talk about it in the film, how his fear was that everyone was leaving Washington and that no one would be around. Yeah, like the, in, the, in their carpools, you know. Carpools. Well, and it was Thanksgiving. So the, there's a lot of people just leaving. So yeah, everybody wanted to go and eat their turkeys, you know, nobody <laughs> cared about. I mean, again, some problem. And, you know, it was like, you know, one phone, the other. It was very like a, like a bureaucratic bungle. Yeah, yeah. That, as we may call, you know, that costed that almost costed man's life. Yeah. Well, let's let's. I I I'm gonna make sure people understand. So this is when Simis Gudirka decides to jump from this Soviet fishing trawler onto a U.S. Coast Guard ship, and that alone is for the in when you see the film, that alone is an amazing part of the film. Just how that happened, how that unfolded and the circumstances where these two um, representatives from these two different nations are literally staring back and forth at one another with all these expectations and prejudices about each side and into this Seamus jumps. And from there, I don't want to give too much away because this is a, this is a film that has many twists and turns, many different detours uh, and unexpected outcomes. And uh, Another amazing thing about the film is I do not remember the the outcry, the what happened after Seamus does this, and it becomes obvious that he it, that this is a political situation. Sort of the reaction within the Lithuanian community here in the United States, also people from the other Baltic countries like Estonia, Latvia. The reaction I was amazing. Yeah, but the reaction it. it... It, uh, it it happened very quick. It happened very soon. I mean, it was amazing to see how people organized 
in various states in various cities just when the news spread out about what was happening and actually it it all i also i'm thinking how to tell and not to tell too much right <laughs> right right yeah. right yeah but it all yeah uh, it all became because there was one witness who dared to witness and to tell what happened exactly and he was himself a refugee he was himself from latvia and he knew he knew what the soviet regime meant and he knew what uh, could happen to the defector if he was given a way back to the soviet so and uh, that's why and this massive reaction of the society and not only baltic countries i mean they were the ones who started but then so many people joined from other starting with immigrants from the immigrants that were from behind the iron curtain that came from iron curtain countries and later Americans. Uh, it's not in the film, but I read so many, so many mm, letters in the press and also in the archives. I found so many like official letters to the congressman, to the president, to the White House, signed by all people from various nationalities that we just couldn't, couldn't uh, be silent. And uh, they wanted to express uh, their we were furious that it could happen on the U.S. territorial waters, on the U.S. ship, that somebody was denied asylum. Yeah. That was like unheard. And really, at that time, that was a kind of unheard. And it went on the front page. It, it became a front page news story. Well, again, thank you, because you're referring to the fact that the U.S. did return him over back over to the Soviet trawler, to the to the people on board there. And from there, his fate takes a turn that I think most people would have expected in terms of what happened to him. But his perseverance, his his indomitable spirit is what comes out in this film. And he's such a such a wonderful person to spend time with. Uh, I do want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with Gertra Cheskita, and she's the director and producer of the film The Jump, and it is screening at the Doc NYC Film Festival, virtual film festival. You should go there, check this out. You can go to docnyc.net to find out how you can watch some amazing documentary films, and this is certainly one of them. I love documentary filmmakers. I, I say this all the time. My audience is probably sick of me saying this, but I'm going to say it to you. And that is your instincts to follow your instincts in terms of what the stories you want to pursue, the people you want to talk to about this are always uh, um, a, a joy and a pleasure for me personally to, to, to know there are people like yourself out there who are willing to go down these roads, not knowing whether or not it's going to turn out to be anything or, or it could be. And in this case, a remarkable story, just a remarkable story all the way around. And what kind of feedback, what kind of reaction have you gotten from the people of Lithuania? How has the reaction been uh, to the people who have seen the film, who, who someone like Seamus, I, I assume he's seen the film. What was his reaction? First of all, I want to direct the first part of your question about documentary films. Yes, you're exactly right. In document, I, I also love so much documentary movies because life is the best script writer <laughs> and there is so much magic and so much beauty in life if, and we we just need to to come closer documentary filmmakers and try to notice it and just take it <laughs> <best>. that's true <laughs> yeah and uh, and that's why i just uh, i just really appreciate uh, this uh, this filmmaking because it also it's for me it's like a gift also a gift to to live the other life 
to live the other journey, to know, to know the, <laughs> the other world. And as to your question about how the audience in Lithuania accepted the movie, I must say that we still hadn't released in Lithuania. We are planning like a huge theatrical release and due to the pandemic, we needed to postpone it. Yeah, so it will it will be released uh, next year because still I think this this film is still different on, on a big screen. I worked so much on sound, on color. Yes, <laughs> yes. Really, but of course, on the other hand, I'm very happy that uh, these festivals find, found a way still to happen right now and we can reach so many audience yeah. in these virtual screenings. And I already read that really it's a, it's a huge demand to watch the movies. So the more movies we watch, it's the better. <laughs> <laughs> well, has, has Seema seen the film? Uh, he, he has seen not finished film. Okay. Uh, when I finished the movie, it was uh, always COVID situation, and I did, okay. because of uh, of all these restrictions, I didn't. But I have a plan. I want, uh, but now our cinemas are closed. But I, I already agreed with a small cinema that we can organize to him like a private screening <laughs> before the official premiere. Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, he is he's a remarkable person. His family these housewives in America who helped organize these letter writing com campaigns, the reaction, it's just an, a remarkable story. It's just a in, really incredible story. And I thank you so very much for pursuing it. And now we have the opportunity to experience it in a way that uh, it's a beautiful film to watch. And uh, my congratulations to you. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to hear. Thank you. The film again is called The Jump. And we've been talking with the producer and the director of this wonderful documentary film, Gitra Shiskita. And thank you so very, very much. And all the best. I, I know you've made other documentary films that uh, um, I can't wait to watch and, uh, and as well. And I hope you're working on something now and come back. Yes, and I'm working already on new movie. Yes. Come because back. Life, life continues uh, offering <laughs> its magical stories. So I just... Yeah, I, I well, need to follow. Well, I look forward to another conversation with you about your work. So come on back whenever that happens. So thank you so very much. Thank you. Stay safe and take care, all of you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music